Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! I'm Drew, we're standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing, leaving me with a grin. It's time for Outlaw Radio to begin. Have the great Billy Gibbons here? Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen, pass me a gallon. Maybe time for a little more sticky wicket. Another hour with the great and legendary Billy Vera. What is it? Peanut, peanut butter. Well, it tastes so good, but it's so hard to chew. I think it's peanut, peanut butter. Well, everybody said that you dig it. Peanut, peanut butter. If Billy Vera will leave the show today without performing at this moment, you are sorely mistaken. You are sorely mistaken. <laughs> hey, Lord, did we get that on camera? I can barely hear it over this song. Did we get Did we get him flipping off the camera? Well, he was flipping me off. It's like another time I gotta sing at this oh, moment. I love that. You know, Lori, that song is really loud. Oh, I like it. Hey, here, Lori. I, I, I like, like it. it, so screw you. <laughs> I knew you'd love this song, Lori. Alright. Do the holy gully now. I got that one. Yeah. That's me on guitar. I love this. Both notes. Both notes. <laughs> Is it both notes? You on guitar? Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, that's funny you said both notes, man, because in our intro here, you heard Billy Gibbons introduce you. That's him doing the outlaw thing. Oh, yeah. And Billy spent a lot of time with us, man. Hours and he's hours. Nice guy. Oh, yeah. oh he's a he's hell of a, a great guy. guy. And he said, Marty, you know what you got to do? Here's what you got to do. Because he's playing my guitar. And he goes, I can barely hear you over the music, Mark. He said, uh, Lori won't listen. So, so we're being it, but Billy Gibbons said, uh, Marty, you know what you got to do? Learn two chords and make a million dollars. And that's what you got to do. And I said, Billy, I'll take that advice. Hey, Billy Vera, would you ever give someone that advice, an aspiring musician, learn a couple chords, make a million? Get a day job. <laughs> 
I mean, you're you're a guy who was born in Riverside, California, which uh-huh. is uh, you know about 68, uh, 70, 68 miles from here, east. Yeah, in, in the desert. When the hell did you get out of Riverside? Because you know you know you you know you New York. I mean, you know it really well. So we, we were only there about a year. My dad was stationed there in World War Two. Ah. At March Field, they called it. Right. And, he, he, and then they were going to send him to the South Pacific. They were driving down to San Diego to ship him out. Yeah. And some stupid kid throws a rock at the car, and he was riding shotgun. It went through the window and blinded him in his right eye. Son of a gun. Oh, which wow. probably saved his life. You know, yeah. he was a bomber pilot. Oh, yeah? B- yeah. B-24s. <clears throat> wow. So, uh, yeah, but that was it, man. Wow, man. Yeah. That's heavy. March Air Force Base, right? Well, they called it March Field in those days. Yeah, yeah. You're named after your dad, uh, Bill McCord. You're, so your real name is William Patrick McCord. That's right, Lou. That's what I'm to tell you. A fine Irish boy. Where's me gold? Pat Miss Spinter. Oh, no. Okay, that's probably didn't fit. Oh, yeah, whoops. Yeah, I had to screw the whole thing up. I don't know, I don't know where it came there from. There once was a man from Bad Gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so your father, Bill McCord... Was a staff announcer. Was staff infection? No. I thought his name, for years I thought his name was, my last name was Speaking. (laughs) This is Bill McCord speaking. Speaking. (laughs) (laughs) But this this Bill McCord was an illustrious character, man. He was a staff announcer for NBC in New York. I mean, that's pretty damn cool. And you grew up 35 years. That's a long time. He was. He's a famous guy. He was on the. He was on the board at AFTRA in those days. Wow. And uh, so he he helped negotiate uh, a, a lifetime contract for the seventeen staff announcers. Wow. So when tape came in and they didn't need seventeen announcers anymore. Yeah. They were all stuck with him. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Stick it to big business. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Well, only the woke big business, which is most of them these days. Well, now it's MSNBC. Oh, yeah. please. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> your mother, Ann Ryan, mm-hmm. she was one of the Ray Charles singers? That is correct, sir. The original Ray Charles. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty damn awesome. So you. She was on all of Como's records. Catch a falling star. Perry Como. All that. So, so you you because was it because of her that you found this musical bug or bitten by that bug or what? Well, she brought home records. You know, the first record I remember that I really loved, loved, loved. Uh, she brought home was a thing by the King Cole Trio mm-hmm. called the Frim Fram Sauce. You remember that one? I don't. I won't. I, I don't want French fried potatoes. Something, something, potatoes. Waiter, please serve mine fried. I want the frim fram sauce with the awesome fate. Wish your fifer on the side. <laughs> so I fell in love with that song, man. Damn, you're good. And I loved it. Nat King Cole. So I, I got, hey, man, that's music. Yeah. You know, And uh, but later on, of course, when I was 11, rock and roll came in. Yeah. And I fell in love with Fats Domino and yeah. Frankie Lyman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was a hero to all of us New York guys. We love Frankie Lyman. You're uh, your Dion and your first song, "My Heart Cries." No, oh, wow. That, that was big in the Northeast, right? That was big in the, the the other side, which I wrote, was big in Louisiana and Texas. I found out later. All, all my love. All my love. Yeah, in those days they they had what they called regional hits. Right. You know, it, it wasn't like uh, I do know. I do know. I even in the. Uh, the 70s, when I was a little, little tiny baby DJ, mm-hmm. late late 70s, mm-hmm. there would be regional hits, 
and you you'd hear a song in New York that you'd never hear anywhere else. Right, and vice versa. Yeah, you know, Lori Downey Jr., our producer, sort of grew up with that. Like she she was a fan of some songs. That I said, you know, that song was never played anywhere else <laughs> right. in the country. That's right. You know what? It's about the flip side. Back in the day. Well, for you, oh, no, yeah. for oh, you. Oh yeah, we we we'd buy our forty five. We immediately flip them over. <laughs> oh yeah. And we were information junkies too. So we we re- we memorized the songwriters and the music publishers and the That's band right. leaders. It's like a deep tracks, like deep tracks. Yeah, oh, yeah we were yeah. deep, man. Yeah, your first your first song you presented to a publisher, Mean Old World. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, this is the cool part. And last time he was on the show, I played a little piece of this. But it's the coolest video, if you want to look it up. Oh, yeah. Ricky Nelson with the hottest friggin' chicks on the planet dancing in front of him. One of whom he married. In the, One of whom he married in the 60s. There, I, Billy Vera, you didn't ask me. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. I find nothing sexier than, than hot little 60s gals Doing that funky '60s oh, dance, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, you know whatever yeah. that is with the shaking of the the hands and the, and what, the hair. What, what do you call hair, that, Lori? Yeah, shaking the hair. Right, just shaking oh, the man. hair. And is, is there a name for that? Nah, it's just about feeling. Is that music. before go-go dancing? Because it's almost like it's go-go. Probably similar. It, it's go-go-esque. Right. But yeah. but this Ricky Nelson song that was penned by our friend here, Billy Vera, Mean Old World, was. Uh, a, a big damn hit for uh, old Ricky Nelson. That's I bet- called beginner's luck, my brother. Yeah. You know, your first song you ever bring to a publisher, yeah. it not only gets recorded, it becomes a hit. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? pretty damn cool. Yeah. Then I found out how hard the music business was after that. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah listen, oh, look, show, show biz is a bitch. I don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what my mother told me? In, when I, She said, if you're going to be in show business, she said, Remember, it's a it's a business of peaks and valleys. Yeah. One year you'll make a bundle, next minute year you'll make nothing. So always live below your means. Yeah. Boy, that is best advice I ever got, right, Lori? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I I wish I wish someone had had not just sat me down but smacked me upside the head <laughs> and said, Matt, uh, listen to me. And uh, it never it never happened. It's uh, like Matt stopped buying the caviar and. <laughs> Yeah, you knew it was over. The minute you know they do, man. the day I stopped going to the uh, Bellagio in Vegas, sitting there in the uh, the bar eating Petrosian. caviar. Oh, it's over, Johnny. The first thing they do is they buy a Cadillac and then they buy a house for their mother. Yeah, and and the year after that they broke. Yeah, back, yeah. Back bagging groceries. Yeah, yep. but this, I'll tell you what. That advice, if you don't mind me saying, and and obviously Billy is a truth teller, so you'll tell me if I'm wrong. But you you learned well by this, and you bought a house that you. You own, I think, outright I to this cash. to this day. Nice, right. man. You nice. own a house, and it's in a great part of friggin' L.A. What's your address? It's, oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's gone again. No, you know who? You know who was good with a knife? Uh, uh, oh with, no, no, Billy. I'm, but you know what? In the back of my mind, I was thinking that's got to be my next question to Billy Hera. <laughs> who the hell is good with a knife? Little Willie John, man. He, they said Little Willie John could cut the buttons off of your shirt before you even knew it, man. <laughs> Well, who is with Little Willie John? He was the guy that originally sang Fever. Oh, I see. Three oh, years I before Peggy Lee. Song. Wait, you're talking about Fever? 
That's that's the <laughs> French. <laughs> that's the oh, French version. Fivre. Yeah. yeah. But we back. So he was the original before. Who's the old broad? Dead now. Obviously. Peggy Lee, the great Peg- Peggy Lee. Peggy friggin' Lee, man. I, you know, today you, you ask anybody what fever is. They say, oh yeah, Madonna sang that. Oh, oh. God. God. So yeah. so speaking of Madonna, let me. Okay. Let me, can who, I who 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 in this room has not slept with Madonna? Oh no. no. I can't put Mark, up my hand. Mark C.G. Boyer. Yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't put up my hand. Me? Yeah, there you go. I have my hand up. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Billy just told me what, something interesting. What's the difference between Madonna and a parrot? Tell me. A, a parrot can say no. Oh! Right, so, oh! Hey, so can I uh, segue Madonna real quick? Hold on a second. This is my buddy, uh, Tattoo Dave, who works in the Hollywood industry. Yes. But, you know, we're, we're almost secretive about this, but uh, who cares? You know, you, the listener... And viewer to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube, you know what we're, we mean when we say Dave's one of us. Continue yeah. one of us. So I just got to ask, Madonna was supposed to star in Blind Date, your movie that you did. Oh, almost yeah. all the tunes. Yeah. Instead of Kim? Instead of Kim. It was oh supposed to be God. Madonna, and, and she returned it down because she wanted Sean, her husband at the time, Sean Penn to be Bruce Willis, and they had already hired Bruce Willis. Right. So that whole thing went apart. But anyway, it was Bruce Willis. So, and I, I'm gathering that you became friendly with Bruce because he's he's I, very musically. Uh, I was friends with him because he came into the Central on Sunset Strip okay. uh, one night, which is now the Viper Room on Sunset. And, yeah. And he and he had just started the first episode of, of uh, Moonlighting. 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 Yeah. So he comes up to the bandstand and he says, "He says I, I had to come in. I saw your name outside on the." He says, I-, "I used to be a bartender at Peter Weller's club in New York." Oh wow! And Peter was the star of Buckaroo Banzai right. that I was wow. in. And uh, anyway, he said Peter bought 250 copies of your album and gave it to all his friends. Oh. And he said, I-, "I I have that album. I became a fan of his. I said, "I had to meet you." I said, "Wait a minute, aren't you that guy on that <laughs> new, on that new show with Sybil?" He said, "Yeah." I said, dude, I said, you are going to be a star. Yeah. I'm never wrong. Yeah. I'm never wrong when I pick a star. And, of course, he became a star. But yeah. he, he, he used to come to all our gigs. So how did it come about then? Because I, you almost how did, did what whole, come out? You almost did the whole soundtrack to that movie. With, no, just three songs. Was it only three? Okay. Yeah. But it was, it was awesome. You know, you, know what happened, you know what happened in that nightclub scene? Billy Vera, what? A, a brawl breaks out. And so the great uh, Blake Edwards was the director. Yeah. And uh, he was the coolest guy to work with. I bet. Oh, I bet. I always the wanted to meet that man. Dude, you would have loved him. I bet. You know, and anyway, he, without telling me, he sent two uh, stunt women up to attack me in the middle of the brawl. <laughs> okay. Because he wanted a natural reaction. Yeah. So I, I did what I used to do in the nightclub. I picked up my mic stand and I started swinging him. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but I, in, in the scuffle, I get cut on my leg, man. Oh. And, uh, and, and I'm bleeding, man, and my pants are ripped. And the next day, and, and all everybody that worked on those movies with Blake Edwards, they worked with him for 20 years. Right. And so, like Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, his same, same story. Yeah. So they come in the next morning, all the stuntmen and women, and they, they bring in the stuntman's hat and the stuntman's T-shirt, all this. <laughs> they said, Billy Vera, you are now an official stuntman. That <laughs> was a, one of the proudest moments of my life. <laughs> so I'm really quickly going back to Bruce Willis. So during the break, Billy's saying, I dated... Demi Moore before Bruce married her. Did you, I tell you that? You did or did oh, Billy? Billy Vera? Yeah. Did I tell you that? You hold on, hold that, on a man. second. Hold on a second. You um 
You did a little hobbledy bobbledy bobbledy boo with Demi. A gentleman never tells those things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah but it, but I'm talking to Billy Vera here. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on a second. Catch out of the bag. How long were you? Together with Demi, not, not, not that long. We, we, doesn't she, take, she doesn't was, take that long, does she it? Was, <laughs> well, <laughs> for some, <laughs> she she uh, she was on General Hospital at the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one night at the Central, as a matter of fact, yeah. uh, this guy Ken Schreiner, who played uh, a big part on General Hospital, he he brought a bunch of kids from the from Luke? the cast, yeah, into the club, and, right, and. Uh, and you know they had to go home at a certain time because they had to get up early to do the show. Right. And she says, "I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. I'm going home with him." Whoa, 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 whoa! Ne- next morning, Uh-oh. I wake up. I hear my a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Chick is vacuuming my apartment, man. Demi, Demi vacuumed your apartment. Yeah, she was a good girl. And, and she I'm was a, a really good. I loved her. I mean, oh. she was a really wonderful girl. Wow. Yeah. God bless her. God. You know, and she got Bruce sober. Oh, she did. She's, she's a, she put him in it. Well, yeah. God bless Bruce right now, man. He's going through some hard ass. Stuff I love right that cat, now, man. man. He was yeah. a, he was a wonderful guy. You know, here's what I I love and I find uh, almost fascinating about your story about Bruce Willis coming up to you in the club, is that you you get to see Bruce Willis in a different light. Yeah, Bruce, um, is is a bit, and you got to admit this, Bruce, who I like a lot, is a bit of an arrogant guy. He's an I Eric? don't know that side of him no, at all. No, when you I, I met him, yeah. he was just starting out. But he admires you so much. Now, I interviewed him in New York, and the publicist came out before uh, he would show his face, and she said, "You know, Matt, I I, I know we we scheduled this interview, but he's very very tired." And I said, "Then let's cancel it." I I was always a a, a punk. Always, yeah. always a loudmouth punk. But I always told it like it was. I said, "Well, then let's cancel it. Why are we doing it? If he's too tired, let's not do." It. And then, of course, the public says, "Oh no, 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 no! He wants to do the inner." I said, "So does he want to, or he doesn't? He's too tired. He's not too tired." <laughs> so, so I met him. I interviewed him. I liked him. Found him arrogant. It was only years later, Billy Vera, that I discovered. That I too suffer from a modicum of arrogance. I didn't. No. I didn't know, Billy. Yeah. I I was not self-aware that I that that I get. I get it. I get it now. So I adore this guy named Bruce Willis. I think he does fantastic friggin' work. And yeah. the Die Hard movie, he has to thank Frank Sinatra for that friggin'. You know the story. No, no, no go ahead, tell me. Yeah, I don't know. He has Frank to thank for that first Die Hard because written into Sinatra's contract years before, the dude who wrote the movie had signed up Sinatra when we make this movie it will be Frank Sinatra starring. Well, it was 20 years earlier Sinatra, too old to play the part. Sinatra passed. Bruce Willis, boom. Another and, Jersey boy. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Both of them. He was bartending, Bruce Willis, right across the bridge from Philadelphia. Camden. Yeah. He was in Camden bartending. Original home of RCA Victor Records. Oh, is that, is, wow. is that right? Wow. Now that's some <laughs> for you, right? Yeah. The, do- <laughs> the dog. Pack it away, brother. Tell him Billy Vera told you. The friggin' dog. <laughs> and by the way, Bruce is a pleasant Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. He knows everything. And by the way, Bruce Willis is a good harmonica player, man. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, bar uh, he's in his own yeah. band. I, I, know, I, I know that. 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 I know that
keep bugging me. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, and but we're not going to do it in this break. All right. So how about that? And, and by the way, I take my walking orders from Mark C. G. Boyer. He sent me a note. He said, "Not in this, not in this segment. In the next segment, yes. Make him wait. Not, not in this segment. Do your big one last. <laughs> Axiom of show business. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, true. Hollywood ending, baby. Hey, yeah. hey Billy Vera, you look back at your career, and but you're a forward-thinking guy. But but I'm making you look back right now. What what did you? How did you screw up? Is there one big screw up where you say, "Son of a bitch, I should have done that," or "I shouldn't have done that"? No, I did everything pretty much perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I. You know, I. I, I, was, I mean, should you have been the band leader on Into the Night for Rick D's? Was that a mistake? Was that good for you? It. It was a lame show. And and it. it <laughs> And, oh and it was not a lot of fun. Oh, but Matt's squealing over there. But wait, my wait, guys in wait, my band. Wait, wait a moment. It's uh, it's Rick D. is just piping in, and uh, Billy. You're mean. You know you're, you're so mean. And uh, you know why, no. why? Why would you say that? I treated you like gold. And God bless you, Billy. And what what is it you do, Billy? You know I love you. You know you know the good news about it is the first time my band, the Beaters, yeah, ever made a steady income. For being beaters, and I, so I bless it for that, mm -hmm. you know. And I, and I I had just married an expensive wife, as they say, mm -hmm. and I, and I had a kid and a and a stepson to go along with it. And I I I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do for money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'd always had nobody to depend upon except for myself. Was that before at this moment? It was it was after it, but it was after at you, this moment, and that's a little bit complicated for your listeners probably. But wow, you don't you don't get your money right away on record sales, right? Right. right. You know, it may take a year at least yeah. or more. Yeah, before the, the, the royalties start coming in. And I, I invested in you. I have your album. Did you get all publishing? Did you get the publishing on at this moment? I got it now. But, <laughs> yeah. God bless you, brother. Yeah. When, when, you know yeah. what happened with copyright law, you know, that you have to renew it after a certain mm -hmm. number of years. Yes, sir. And so when the copyrights came up, uh, Warner Chapel came up to me and said, uh, we, we, we'd like to renew with you again. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we... we, uh, we that might be good. Uh, how about would, would you give me 90-10 instead of 50-50? Yeah, how about that? And without a breath. They said yes. They said yes. They said yes. Of course. Of course you did. Yeah. Because yeah, we... it's that or nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, 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 people say, why didn't you just hold out for 100%? No, no, no. I said, man, I can't collect in China. <laughs> yeah. I can't right. collect in Italy. Right, you need them. And like Family Ties. They right? got lawyers. Like the show Family Ties made that song oh, yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. Right, so Family Ties. So every time it's played on there, which I don't know how many times Family Ties played now, yeah, but, but that's mailbox it. money. Yeah, from of that. course. You want to talk about mailbox oh, money? Yeah, yeah. You ever heard of a show called King of Queens? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. Your man sings the mother. Yeah. No. Theme song. <laughs> One of my favorite freaking shows of all time, Kevin James. Although King of Queens hasn't been on for a number of it's years, it's on every five minutes. Yeah, they play it all, all in, re in reruns all the time. So, so some of these resid checks because Lori Downey Jr. our producer still collects residuals from oh, yeah. Morton Downey Jr.'s movies yeah, and, you know, and whatever, too. but but they're oh, yeah, down so. they're down to like you know a couple bucks or twenty five cents. Sometimes so five hundred dollars. Okay, well that's nice. I I wish yeah. I had opened.
open those uh, envelopes. Here's the thing, yeah, because because I know how to I know how to imprint your name. But oh, here's no. the thing. Not that I ever do that. I would. Here's the I deal. I would. But yeah, Billy O'Connor said. This is why Billy Bear and I are buddies. Here, here's the dealio. Um, so it, it the amount of money you're getting from King of it's like Queen, having a hit record. So it's so it's still oh, it yeah, it's, it's like having a top ten record. It's a, it's God, a, I love oh, that, that, that for you. I love that for you, yeah. Billy. That yeah. me that too. Makes me so happy. And what a, do. what a great song. That man. makes me so happy. Okay. You want to hear about this song? Hold, hold, hold on oh, a second. Hold on. We're going to hear about the song when we return. Okay. Okay. Right mean, after this. You mean at this moment and the TV show and all that? About King of Queens. Oh, King of Queens. Yes. Yeah. And when we return, Billy Vera will sing, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe you've heard it. It was only a number one stinking son of a record at this moment. Billy Vera will sing live on Outlaw Radio next.